listening to the Brotherly Talk Podcast. Keep it real. I've got all three of the boys here, and today today we're going to hit another topic that is uh, a big step away from everything that we've been talking about. And our Army and military service has been something that we've been really in-depth in. And the fact we got Jimbo, Fernando, back here today, and it's really wonderful to have him here because he's he, he's been a really big driving point into this podcast. He started it and he brought us in on it and we're, we're hitting a lot of great things and we're having opportunities to bring other people in and speak on wonderful topics. And the wonderful topic that we're going to be speaking on today is going to be role models to the three of us. I got Dennis and I got Jimbo here today and role models is the goal, right? So we're going to go ahead and hit it off with the wonderful Jimbo. Jimbo, if you want to say hi again, I know you haven't been in, in a couple of episodes. You want to reintroduce yourself or say anything to kind of like jump back into it. He's been on leave. He's enjoyed a wonderful time off. And now he's back to talk with his best friends. So go ahead, Jimbo. Hello, everyone. Uh, glad to be back. I was on leave. I'm back. I needed some time to cool off my head. Everyone that serves in the military knows we need leave every once in a while. I took 21 days. I'm glad to be back with the boys. They held it down while I was gone, so I'm really glad that there was they were able to do that. Um, yes, I'm glad to be back. Um, I appreciate them holding it down. So I'm ready to get this started whenever you do. Awesome. Or man. whenever you are. I, I'm, I'm really glad you got that time to take off, man. It, it, it's something that's much needed. I'm, my time is coming. I'm about to take two weeks off, uh, February 6th. And my platoon sergeant's actually a wonderful person because he gave me the day before my leave starts and the day after my leave ends off as well. So it's 16 days total, and I'm only being charged 14. So when it comes down to go to, yeah, this motherfucker really hit me. So so Jimbo, with the idea of role models in this um in this podcast, right? There there's so many people that can come to mind, and just just so much because there's so many influencing factors on the people that we are today especially as you get older it just kind of like piles up so if there if there's one person that really stands out to you in your life it does it, it even if it's not personal or it's something you maybe saw in a movie um because i definitely have a role model that i saw in a movie that really changed my life uh, as a as a child growing up and stuff so you know what's that one person that sticks in your head and that you just really want to talk about because they did so much for you as a person it's a great question i'm glad to be back on the show again uh, so I can't choose one person, unfortunately. I'm about to say my parents, mom and dad. So you guys already know I was born and raised, right? Long Beach, California, right? West Coast. Uh, my parents had me when they were very young, when a lot of people told them, you guys are going to be ghetto parents because you guys, you guys are going to start a family at a very young age. There's no way he's going to you know, succeed in life. There's no way he's going to graduate high school. Look yeah. at the statistics. Every young couple that gets pregnant, one of them either falls out of the marriage, one of them cheats on the other person, mm -hmm. one of them loses their job at a young age, or mm -hmm. yeah. when they're a parent. You know, 2008 happened. I was born in 1998. So the odds were against us, right? So yeah. the fact that I'm here, 24 years old, joined the military, part-time college, I told Dennis before the podcast started that a very prestigious federal job got back to me and it looks mm. like I'm going to get the job. Yeah. You know, me being the oldest, you know, I didn't have, I didn't do no crazy drugs or nothing. I didn't drop out of high school, nothing like that. You know, the odds were against my parents' favor, me being the oldest child. Yeah. And 
I'm not going to say I did everything. I'm the reason why that happened because that's false. I succeeded so far in what I've done because of them too. My dad, you guys think I'm funny? My dad's way funnier. My dad held it down. That man's the man of the, that man's the men of the house. You know, he's always asking about you two because he knows you two are a big influence and a big part of my, my life ever since I moved out, you know, became a man. So he's, you know, he's like me times three, you know, but as you guys know on the podcast and you guys know for a few years now, I have a serious side. I can be serious when it comes to it. I'm not afraid to say things as they are. Like I'm realistic, yeah. right? That's yeah. what many people say. Keep hey, it real, man. Keep it real. Yeah, yeah, you're pretty realistic, you know? I got that from my mom. My mom's really realistic. Yeah, my dad's the man of the house, but my mom was like a big backbone for my dad. She's the one that ran the numbers, made sure the bills got paid, like ran the budget, made sure that I got new shoes, you know, even though they both work like minimum wage jobs, you know, trying to get a few hours here and there. You know, my mom's family helped out with me and my brothers when we were raised. And my dad kept working, kept doing his thing, kept buying me donuts before I went to high school, middle school, you know, <laughs> getting that fatherly fatherly love in there. You know, always there for my brother and I. Yeah, biggest influence, them two, easily. They're both different, yet they're so made for each other. It's ridiculous. All right, so real quick, and I don't want to cut you off, Dennis, because I know you might have something to add on to that. So once we, let, hypothetically speaking, once we all become dads, can we just change our name to fatherly love, like Jimbo just said? <laughs> fatherly talk. Fatherly talk. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. It's a, it's a good idea. Change. I like it. Okay. Yeah, I like okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, our audience will grow with us. Yeah. Right. <laughs> It's good shit. All right, Dennis, what you, what you got for us? Uh, I would definitely say probably one of my biggest role models would definitely be my uncle, my aunt. My uncle, my aunt, definitely like my father and mom. I, I treat them as my biological father and mom, 100%. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, my uh, dad passed away when I was a young age. My mom, you know, kind of had a little thing going on. So uh, I really appreciate my uncle and mom for taking me in when I was younger giving me a, a way better life than what i used to so very mm-hmm. grateful for that and joined the military mostly because you know my father and my uncle were both in the art military dad marines uncle went to the army and wanted to kind of prolong that legacy like fought, all men in my family usually had some type of military service so wanted to blah, 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 get, uh wanted to always be like my uncle you know he's a really cool dude you know he has Tons of experience. He was a NYCD, NYPD cop, narcotics for like 20 plus years. He was in the military. He was a detective, all that good shit. So a lot of experience I try to follow. And anything, any problems I ever had, I went to him. And my aunt was like my mom, man. Like she, she took care of me and everything. So I'm always glad for her. So I try to always do right on their part. Because I feel like if I do something wrong, I'm kind of like disgracing them a little bit, you know? But yeah. Well, on behalf of um, on behalf of Dennis, Dennis's uncle and aunt, I just want to say thank you for raising such a wonderful person. I love this man. <laughs> I'd give him a smooch on the lips, and same for oh, the parents of same for the parents of Fernando. Man, I'd I'd kiss both of y'all. You guys both raise wonderful people. I second that. I appreciate that. So, uh, Aubrey, how about you? Who is who would you say that you would be your biggest role model in your life? The biggest role model in my life. Um, 
something like Jimbo said, right? That's that's really hard to narrow down because there's been so many people in my life that have just influenced me in in great ways and have, have made such an impact on the core of a person of who I am today. Um, I'll go ahead and give credit where credit is due to my my father, right? Uh, I I didn't have the best life growing up as a kid, you know. It, surprise, I'm in the army, right? Didn't have the best uh, <laughs> life growing up as a kid, right? I enlisted. But my dad, um, I'm not going to go into detail on it, but after I enlisted and I started growing up and becoming a man and, you know, deciding my own factors of who I was by experience and becoming and growing into the shoes that I wear today, you know, my dad grew as well. Even at the ripe old age of 50 fucking something, my dad grew as a person and he became someone that I really admire and I, I, I want to know more. I want to know more about him, and he, just, he it's not so much as a role model, but it, it, it's, he, he is a role model because even at that age, he, he changed and he became a better person, so that really influences me to, no matter what age I am, to become a better person. Um, another great big role model for me was definitely my uncle as well, Dennis, uh, my uncle Hank, he, um, I was going through some real tough shit when I was like 16 and 17. Uh, it was like a reality check for me. And I went through a really big, big low and depression point in my life. And um, my dad at the time wasn't really too keen on what was going on. But my uncle, I don't know what about it and what gave it away, but he picked up on it. And he said everything that I needed to hear when I was growing up as a kid uh, at 16 and 17. He, he would always tell me that he was proud of me. He, he never bashed me on whatever I was doing. It was always about, hey, I'm proud of you for what you are doing now. And I, I think you're doing great and keep up the great work because what you're doing matters. And just hearing that at a, a as the, at the ripe age of 16 and 17, you know, that young, the young, impressionable man age, you know, was everything that I needed to hear to keep pushing and doing better. So when it comes down to bloodline role models that, the topic that we're talking about now is definitely me and my dad and my uncle. They 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 made my dad later on in life made an impression that really matters. But my uncle early on in my manhood definitely gave me something that I will forever carry with me. So every time I look at either my daughter or even you guys, like even you guys, my, my first instinct is to be proud of you guys for what you've done because I know what that did for me. And I know what it could do for other people. So being proud of you guys is something that I'm proud to say. I'm constantly proud of every, every you guys. I'm constantly proud of my soldiers. I'm constantly proud of everybody else for doing great. And I'm being supportive of them constantly. So um, that's. I just want to say that you are an amazing person. I'm glad that you're one of our friends. And shout out Uncle <laughs> Hank, right? Uncle Hank's the <laughs> fucking goat, man. I can vouch for that. Mr. Aubrey. Uh, Uncle Aubrey, appreciate you guys racing <laughs> this young man here. Very, very honored and privileged to be his close friend. So you better, you better you. shut up and stop getting all goo goo eyes because I'm gonna kiss every one of you on this podcast. Is gonna go from a podcast to a porn video real quick. All right, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> this is this is, gonna get, this is gonna get uploaded on the wrong website. Yeah, this is gonna be on fucking like uh, xvideos.com. You know, like, oh, hey, that's a good site. Uh, three, that's a good website. Three, I just want to say that three 
three homosexual or homosexuals, you know, go out <laughs> on a Zoom call. <laughs> oh, gosh. I like how you emphasized a little bit that never stop growing, that you got that from your dad, a big influence. You want to break that down a little bit more? Break um, it down to a few of our listeners what that means exactly? Yeah, so so my dad is coming up in his late 50s, right? And I, I love him, but I'm definitely going to out him a lot. He, he he has a lot of, growing up I and reflecting on it, he had a lot of anger issues growing up, and he was a lot of racist views and very non-progressive views with life. But, um, you know, as my father, it, there's always this dedication as a son to either live up to his expectations or grow beyond them and help him grow as a person too. So I, I, I grew up most of my life living up to his ex- expectations. You know, I was like, Oh, I want to impress my father. But there was a point where a couple, actually a couple girls in my life, um, I'll go ahead and name them Barbara Joy, Jasmine and Emily. They really, they really influenced me to grow into my own character as well. And that helped me understand like, Hey, my dad's still a person. I understand he has these uh, very um, old-fashioned conservative views. And I was like, okay, h- how do I change that? So I kept doing better. And I know a lot of his views didn't change at first, but I kept doing me. And I know that he wanted to be in my life. And eventually he saw that if he wanted to be included in my life and see how I progressed in life and the accomplishments that I made that he had to change in ways, you know? So I, I I would, I would call him being in Colorado or something from the military after graduating basic and talk to him. And he would, we, we just have really good conversations. And every time he would say something that was just stupid and just not, not called for. I'm not going to go into depth on the stuff. I already specified what he was doing and the kind of views that he had, but I would talk to him and every time he would say something, I'd be like, Hey, that's not cool, man. You know, whatever somebody wants to do, that's, that's completely fine. It's up to them. That's their life. They don't have to push it on you. And in the case they are pushing it on you, then by all means get defensive in your own means because other people's views are not your own and don't let them influence you. You know, you let whatever you want to influence you is what you want to influence you. Life is life. You know, take it for what it is and don't let anybody change what you don't want to change, okay? But be humble, be open minded, let things and let let life change you. And he 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 heard me. He heard me. And it it's crazy because there's so many people that have told him this before in the in the family that have been like, Hey, you're fucking you're crazy. I, I call him Dado, like Dado, you're crazy, right? And I was the only person he listened to you and I, I really started seeing some changes. Like it, it, it makes me, it makes me proud of him. It truly does because he, he stopped being as racist as he was. He was a racist. Okay. Don't let that influence you listeners to be like, Oh, you've been influenced by racism. No, my, my opinions are my own, mm-hmm. but he, he changed his, he changed a lot of ideas. Um, and a good example too, is like my cousins, uh, Nicole, they're both, they're both lesbian. Uh, Nicole is uh, married to Cassie, and Cassie and Nicole are wonderful people. Every encounter I've ever had with them are, are, are absolutely wonderful. And my dad was never fond of um, people in gay relationships. And at first, he was really against it, but 
he constantly saw that Nicole and Cassie were wonderful people, and then I constantly told him, like, hey, what the fuck is wrong with it? They're happy with each other and stuff. They ended up adopting a kid, and they're, they got a daughter. Her name's Hayden, and she's she's a charm, man. She's she's a little, a gorgeous little girl, and she's grown up to be a wonderful person. And my dad essentially has grown into absolutely a astounding person. And I respect him a lot for at the ripe age of late fifties. I honestly don't know his actual age. I just know he's late fifties. He's <laughs> born in nineteen sixty six. Okay, that motherfucker's getting old. Um, but to answer your question in one sentence is: it doesn't matter what age you are. There's always room for growth and bettering yourself as a person because life doesn't end until it ends. It keeps going. Time doesn't stop. It keeps rolling. It keeps ticking. It won't stop until your last breath and your heart stops and you're dead. Growth never stops. Time doesn't stop. Life doesn't stop. The ball's always rolling. So, top that off. All right, Dennis. And I hope you throw the ball back towards Jimbo here. Dennis, what is one celebrity that has really made an impact on your life? Who do you who do you admire when it comes down to celebrities? Uh, let's see. Oh, that's a really good question because I'm not really too big into, I guess, like celebrities' lives and everything. Uh, when I was younger, though, I really did like uh, Arnold. Arnold, uh, I can't really say his last name, but. You know, Arnold, like our uh, California governor type stuff, you know? <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger? Like, yeah. Schwarzenegger? Uh, I thought it was Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, okay. The, the Terminator, basically. The Terminator. Right? But, uh, yeah. Um, when I was younger, I just really liked him in uh, movies. I, I know he's a big bodybuilder and everything. And he he just he really knew how to, I guess, like be a, a man. I guess not to be in a narcissistic way, but... You know, to me, growing yeah, up as yeah. a little kid, you know, I see a dude that bodybuilds and everything. You know, he's he talks right. He has a nice, well-spoken voice and everything. So, yeah, it's very uh, inspired by the way he done did things. And when when you think like when you think of a masculine figure, the first person that pops in your mind is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and is it safe to assume that um, the person you are today, when it comes down to masculine figures, you kind of base yourself upon him? I would definitely say my confidence, yes. You but, confidence, okay. Yeah, I, I'm definitely you know more on the skinnier side, but maybe, maybe I do got lift a couple of dumbbells every day. Maybe you know. So. I, I think you're pretty ripped. I think I think you're toned. You're, you're good, buddy. You're good. Oh, thanks, cutie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's I would definitely say as celebrity wise, I definitely probably say Arnold. But uh, I'm gonna pass the ball to my boy Fernando over here. Let me ask you, what type of celebrity or who? Do you think was big a inspiration in your life? Great question. I will say this: growing up, I always adored Robert De Niro and his acting chops. I got that from my dad watching his movies. The older I got, I kind of not stopped watching movies, but I don't I don't pay attention to celebrities like that. To be honest with you, just a few here and there. Well, Aubrey and I were talking about it, you know, before I went on leave. But now that I go back in like study upon like what they actually say like on podcasts and when they're being interviewed i will say this that man say what you want about his political views robert de niro 
Well, he keeps it real. I don't know if you were listening to his YouTube uh, interview with, I think, one of the magazines where they asked him about former President Donald Trump. That man said it straight up. He was like, if you vote for him, you're wrong. His views on this, how are you going to stand for a president that says this about his community? Hey, say what you want about where your political views are. If a celebrity will tell you straight up, unbiased opinion in today's times, that's pretty, that's pretty remarkable. He will keep it 100 and he is an individual that's pretty late in his age. And not only does he have, my opinion, good progressive views as an old-timer that people say nowadays, an old-timer. Yeah. Not yeah. only is he with today's times, mm-hmm. we're talking about a Hollywood actor that's been through the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, 90s, you know? Yeah. And he yeah. supports the LGBTQT plus community. He supports blm to an extent like all that and he keeps it he keeps it real hey you give him an opinion he'll tell you straight up no i think you're wrong this is why take it as you want i'm a grown-ass man you're a grown-ass man we're allowed to have our own views and that's fair but i'm gonna tell you straight up i think you're wrong but that doesn't mean we should be enemies about it we're talking like grown men and women if women are listening grown men grown (laughs) women we're grown adults we're gonna talk like grown adults i think you're wrong i think i'm right i think i'm wrong i think you're right it is what it is that's yeah, that's pretty good. I don't know about you, but I feel like I can have a beer with him <laughs> if I ever get the if I ever get the chance to meet him. <laughs> I, I so, like it's sorry, man. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I I really like that you bring that up when it comes down to like keeping things real. Uh, again, keep it real. That's the podcast motto. Um, <laughs> but I I like that you you say specifically like Robert Robert De Niro keeps it real, and he any. And he doesn't like fabricate shit to his audience. Like he just says it how it is, and that's and that's really important in today's society because there's so much stuff that just, and there's so not just stuff, but people that just are afraid to say things that's on their mind. And that brings me to my my celebrity role model that I've really been enticed in lately. And this is completely new. Okay, like. 100% almost new to me, all right? And it's only partially because as an actor, the the people that he's played in his parts and roles haven't been the good guys. It's, a, it's normally been villains or anti-villains. And, you know, as a person, okay, you're watching a video, you're watching a TV show, and you don't know much about him. Of course, you're going to have the opinion of how he plays as an actor. And I'm mm-hmm. going to go ahead and throw his name out there. Uh, John Bernthal, I think he's a... Now, I think he's a wonderful guy, and I've really gotten to uh, hear about him and hear what he has to say about a lot of things now. Um, and I've taken a lot of inspiration about him when it comes down to the podcast itself. When I'm like here and I'm talking, I, I take a I take a lot from him. Um, if you don't know what his podcast is, Real Ones, it's a, it's a great listen to. And um, what I really admire about John Bernthal is that as a celebrity and an actor hearing him on a podcast really humanizes him as an actor and it's something you don't see often you know and like jimbo was saying like i didn't know that robert de niro was on a podcast or on youtube um talking about his Mm -hmm. own political views or opinions and everything going on with life and keeping it real but john berthal is who i saw that's doing the same thing keeping it real um he sits there and he brings on people that his family to his show and he shares opinions that are, are true to him, and he he humanizes himself as a person, and he talks about how he's been through a lot of shit, and 
how he came up and rose to the top and that matters in today's society because people don't get those opportunities a lot of those opinions get kept to themselves and nobody really has the courage much anymore to sit down and be like hey this is how i feel hey this is how i this is what i want to see and this is this is how i got to where i am now so i have a voice to opinion a voice mm -hmm. to opinionate and the voice is shit, you know. You know, you know exactly what I'm saying. But um, John Bernthal has recently has definitely really inspired me because, you know, I, I never thought I had a voice. I always thought, you know, I kept, uh, I just kept tiding, keep just tiding by and getting by with life, and you know, nobody would ever hear me from me besides maybe my wife and a few friends that I have. Nothing against you boys. I love you and I know you guys hear me, but um this platform that we have is a really great opportunity to, you know, speak out and let other people hear what we have to say and let other people have an opportunity to speak the same that we are now on our platform. It's great. John Berthal has turned me from looking at him as an actor to a role model. So that's that's, that's John Berthal John Berthal to me. I think it's safe to say all three of our role models. I think it's safe to say that we can we can say all three of them are men, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think it's safe to say that, right? Like absolutely. all three of them, like kicking it at a table, having a beer. I would love to be there and just are talk you, to all. Are of you them. kidding me? 100%. I would spend my entire life savings <laughs> at the age of fifty to sit down with these old ass motherfuckers and have a good conversation with them. One thousand percent. Absolutely, and and they all have a sense of humor. I just want to say that all three of our role models they have a sense of humor. <laughs> I just want to yeah. say that if you're listening, you don't have a sense of humor, please get one because that that may, that's a that's a do or die thing in all right. society. All yeah, right, it's a, so, it's a joke. It's a joke, not a dick. Don't take it so hard. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so so with that in mind, all right, uh, that that was me speaking for a hot minute. I'm gonna try and aim the arrow a little bit to you guys, uh, Jimbo Dennis. Say I. I. Uh, all right looks like dennis is gonna get the question all right so we we talked about actors and celebrities <laughs> and stuff what i want to hear all right and I, I really think y'all are gonna like this one i want to hear about a fictional character someone that's completely made up an actor not i don't want to hear about the actor right i want to hear about the fictional character that and this this is going to pertain a lot to like growing up as a child more likely okay what is a fictional character that really stuck out to you and helped you grow as a person? Uh, all right, let's see. A fictional yeah. character that really helped me stick yeah. out. You're talking about a TV show, a movie, anything, yeah. right? Yeah, just TV, us growing TV, up, right? TV show, anything, just you guys growing up and, you know, having that uh, experience with a uh, fictional character. Uh, all right. If you so, say Peter Pan, I won't judge you. <laughs> I will. Uh, just saying. <laughs> So I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I really did. It's an anime character. All right. Yo, wow, big whoop, right? Who it's would okay. Guess? It's but, okay. Uh, <laughs> but I I really I really did like Naruto. I truly think that his form of never give up and do everything to achieve your dreams, always keep grinding to what you believe in, and so like that is what really uh his hit, you know. And his whole story with you know his his dad and his mom kind of really related to me a little bit too. So I found it really uh inspirational that. Even though if everyone hated you, you wanted to prove them wrong and always strive towards your dreams and always get into bigger and better things. Yeah. And once she achieved those goals, you know, you always stayed humble. Show that. So I think as an anime character, Naruto. 
would be my definitely fictional role model. Alright, so Naruto, the absolute badass of an anime character. The OG of anime. Probably one of the first characters in the genre of anime that actually made people and pulled them into the genre of anime. One of the big three. One of the original big three. Just saying. OG. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. Naruto was actually the one who actually got me into anime, so. Alright, Jimbo, what are you thinking, brother? That's tough. I can go two different routes. But, dang. You know what? You know what? I'm going to say it. John Cena. John Cena, <laughs> WWE. <laughs> da, 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 da. Exactly. I'm going to say it. That man, I'll... Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to say it. You know, I grew up I grew up watching wrestling with my, my younger brother, you know, every Monday, every Friday, you know, John Cena against Triple H, Dave Bautista against the great yeah, colleague, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, Ray Mysterio, Shawn Michaels. You know what? Say what you want, but I promise you, you ask any kid I was born after the year 1995 to around 2002, 2003-ish, I tell them what the biggest wrestler influence is. I'm, I'm, I just happen to have the same answer. John Cena. Don't ask me about his lore. Don't ask me about how many times <laughs> he fought Dave Bautista or Shawn Michaels, <laughs> all right? Because I don't remember any of that. All I remember is that man fucking shit up doing it in a badass way, making sure that everyone knew his presence. I don't know about y'all, but I like making sure everyone knows my presence when I know I'm the hot shit. And that <laughs> motherfucker was the hot shit every other Monday that he came out on WWE. Monday Night Raw. My favorite, my favorite wrestler, bro. That was a good pick. Favorite wrestler right there. <laughs> it was always CM Punk for me, but... but For the longest fair. time, I honestly thought John Cena was a Marine. <laughs> when I was a younger, I wait. I I legit thought he was a marine. Wasn't he a marine? No, no, he wasn't. I I recall him oh, not being a marine. Man. <laughs> okay, that's one of those Sorry. fucking Mandela yeah, effects now. Sorry, Mandela <laughs> effects. Next podcast, uh, spoiler Mandela effects. All right. What about you, Roy? <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, bro, I'm about to turn. He's so gonna geeky. say Star Wars. He's gonna no, say Star Wars. Actually, no, it's not gonna be Star Wars. Darth Vader. No, so my my fictional character role model for me, what oh god, it was so vital in my life. It's what all my tattoos are pretty much based upon, Lord of the Rings. Okay, um, if if you, I got you into Lord of the Rings, Jimbo, and I know you know exactly what I'm about <laughs> to say. All right, A- Aragorn from Lord of the Rings, Aragorn, son of Arathorn. Um, which one does that one look like? I don't know their names, bro. I just watched all, it. All three of them. So he he was uh he ends up being the king in the third episode. Okay, he's the okay. he's 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 of the Dunedain. Okay, he's the brunette guy. Uh, the actor he uh, played by the actor who plays Aragorn is Viggo Mortensen. He's a wonderful guy and does justice to not only character but himself as an actor. But Aragorn, he he was such a big inspiration on me because he was the embodiment of masculinity to me and he he still is like the character he plays beagle mortensen if you ever listen to this brother i would love to fucking talk to you i just want to put it out there you would make my life i would be complete if i die tomorrow in a fucking war against russia as long as you talk to me i would consider my life complete but also, also fuck your daughter. Oh, I love yeah, my daughter so much. But Vigo Mortensen has been a part of my life so much longer. I know that's hey, a shitty yeah. thing to say. <laughs> but um, the what what I mean by the embodiment of masculinity, okay, is because 
you know, he he was born to be king. Like he was, he was literally his his entire purpose in life was to unite the realms of men and defeat an enemy and be hum- he was he was always so humble he always knew what was about to he, he always knew what was needed and how to carry on and inspire the people below him and continue forth with the mission at hand you know he he was always trying to influence and inspire and that that just, that just meant so much to me as a uh, kid and becoming a leader as I grew up into an adult, you know, you know, in Lord of the Rings. Okay. He, here we go. He led a small group, right. And like the first movie, he led a small group of people and because of his leadership and the help of Gandalf, I won't, I won't take away from him, but they led a small group through a very treacherous journey. Okay. But, there was a scene in the Fellowship of the Ring, which it's always in my mind. And the quote that he says is, I would have followed you to the end, to the very depths of Mordor. Okay. And that's when, uh, so there's the ring of power, right? The one ring. And it does nothing but corrupt all men, hobbits, any anything. It corrupts everything that it touches. Aragorn, and this is where the masculinity came in to me, and which made me feel really powerful the ring was 100 percent in his grasp he could have taken it and corrupted himself and enjoyed the power that it held but he when frodo holds out the ring to give it to him closes frodo's hand and he says that i would have followed you to the end to the very depths of Mordor. he fucking and as he does that a pack of like 50 orc i come up on them and he's a badass. He's a, he's literally superhuman. He he is. If you look into the lore, he he looks human on screen, but he's fucking superhuman. He fucking tells Frodo to like go, like get out of here. You know what you have to do. I'm not gonna fall for the power of this ring. I'm gonna be better. And and that speaks a lot to me because there there's opportunities where you can grasp he's that power. His character. It's his character, right? Like, that's for, the, that's his, what stood his, out to you? His fortitude, you know, as a person. Like him being able to decline something that could be great, but knowing that there might be something better. You know, defending someone who... Defending someone... Oh, it, that's hard to word that. Dang, man, you're, you made my answer look bad. I'm sorry, John no, Cena. No, no, I sh- no. I should have hyped you up. I'm more. sorry, Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, your answer is great. John Cena is a fucking legend, dog. He's a fucking legend. But uh, you know me. I'm always fucking personal. Yeah, I, shit. I get so emotional I when I talk about my shit. Aragorn was I just such it. a big figure in my life, and I can go so much more into depth. But he, yeah. he, he really... As as a young child who was very impressionable and growing up, and the reason why I have so many Lord of the Rings tattoos on my arm is because of Eric Warren and the man that he was in those films. And Viggo Mortensen himself is a wonderful man as well. So that that's my answer. Are oh, you good, Bill? I mean, you kind of like, you know, tell, tell us the lore a little bit, but it's all right. I'll tell you, you know, the lore every day, man. It just means that you are very heavily inspired by it, and... I am. You, I, I, everyone has that one little character that can just talk and talk about it forever, you know. Yeah, sure. And you know, story-wise. Uh, so my next question is going to be, what is since we're on the topic of fictional characters and role models or stories, right? 
what's what's one thing that you feel like that you can talk the most about for story wise? Elaborate. Uh, so I'm gonna ask you, Jimbo, right? So you know how he just went on to talk about in his favorite characters or stuff. What what's one story that you can probably tell from like start to finish without having to like look it up? And what inspires you out of that story? I don't know, bro. I watch a lot of TV mm. shows. You can list anything from Cartoon Network. I'll tell you. But you anything, know what? I'm gonna change it up. I'm gonna change it up. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna change it up because we're talking about role models, right? You know what's a good example on how friends should be? How whether or not you are best friends or not? Ed and Eddie. Oh. Ed and Eddie. If your friendship group is an imitation of their friendship group, bro, I think. I think it's safe to say, like y'all, y'all fuck with each other. Like y'all, y'all the homies, y'all the bros, right? Double day. <laughs> exactly, bro. You got that one dumb You got that one dumb that has his moments, right? Yeah. And then you got the smart one, right? The backbone, right? And then you got the one that's hustling, trying to chase the next, trying to chase the next thing. But they're not all the same. But they're and they're all different. So they all rub off each other, in a sense, right? So I don't know if I answered your question or not. Cause I can I can tell you what season one's about. It's them, you know, jawbreakers. <laughs> season season yeah. six, they're in high school already. They're trying to they're trying to fly out the school on a plane. That was a ten out of ten Remember episode. That. Favorite episode. 100%. David Falonoshi, Fol- whatever your name is, bro. If you're watching this, bro, that was my favorite episode. Remake it, HD graphics. But right, I that's an example of how a friendship should be. That's a story right there. So if you guys are listening and you guys know what I'm talking about, identity. And you guys have friends that you feel like can you click like them, like they do, and that show that was made for kids, but I feel like it actually holds up really well for young adults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Appreciate those people because those are very rare and so far like out and like not in between when you're trying to find out who you are, who you are in life, trying to grow up, trying to find yourself, right? Trying to start your life, trying to start your family, right? Mm-hmm. If you have homies. Friends, girls, boys, everyone in between. It's nowadays. It's if you guys click like they do, where some days you want to hate, kill each other, but some days you're just ready to move on and get that bag and make that bread the next day and collect those stacks and dream big. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate those people and hold them close to you, because you become who you surround yourself with. And I don't know about you, but Ed and Eddie, they surrounded themselves with each other, and look at them, like. I know, I know they're fake, right? But look at them. Like they, they, they kept the grind going. They kept yeah, the grind going, right? There's, there's a few episodes. I'm pretty sure there's a few episodes where Ed dies, right? But like, <laughs> like right? They, they keep it going, right? Double yep. D. Everyone knows like that food sometimes killed the vibe, right? But like, I don't know. That's me. That's my answer. That's a story beginning to end. That's a friendship. That's a friendship that clicked really well because there's an episode where they show you how they all met when they were babies. I don't know if you guys remember mm-hmm. that. They're all babies trying to. Eddie's trying to collect the quarter, his very first quarter, right? Yeah. Um, if you have a friendship group that clicks really well from the beginning, and you can say years later it still clicks to the like ongoing, mm-hmm. that's what you call best friends, right there. So to me, that's a story I can explain to you from beginning to end, because I know every. I I agree with you. You know, I'll be the one that you walk in, and then I'll be eating the bed. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Just devouring the bed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, What about you, Roy? Story, beginning to end. Tying in with the role models. Story, beginning to end, role models. Story, uh, so... Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
before I I got a show in mind that I want to pick, but just specify the crush question real quick, okay? I've had a little bit to sippy sip. What's <laughs> a role model where the story you can explain from beginning to end? Okay, you don't exactly have to say it that slow, but I get your point. <laughs> um, I'd say I, I'd say a show that I could really explain from beginning to end and it's kind of like uh stepping away from the nerdy experiences uh i love lord of the rings i love star wars and i could get into that shit so fucking deep but that's not what i'm gonna get into um the uh, ah, excuse me i hope you guys enjoyed that. that was hot what i'm going to get into is actually peaky blinders uh if you don't know the peaky blinders i'm pretty sure i think it's on netflix actually um, but the the story revolves around a uh, the main character. His name is Thomas Shelby. Okay, and Thomas Shelby starts off as a you know a kind of a criminal gang in uh, fucking in England, right? Yeah, fuck. What's what's the town that he grows up in? I I can't remember right now, but he he grows up in kind of like a lowly town in in United Kingdom, England area. Okay, he he's British, and he he's just a he's a criminal mastermind at first. But the idea that he has in his mind is bringing his family to the top. Essentially, it's always about how his family can gain more and become more powerful and more respected in the society that he lives in. So that really entices me as as a father, right? Like my idea of family is I want I want to create generate power for my family. I want to be in I I want to create influence. I want the name Aubrey to have meaning in the future for like I I feel like I'm the beginning. I feel like I'm the beginning. I'm sure my my father did and my grandfather did before him, but the, I'm the generation. Legacy? Is in that myself. the word you're looking for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. legacy, right? I'm looking to create a legacy that lasts and is strong and powerful. And Thomas Shelby in the Peaky Blinders starts from the fucking bottom. And he loses a, a lot along the way and experiences so much trauma. And that's very similar to how I've experienced my life, right? And he All just spoilers. he keeps going. He keeps going. And he doesn't stop until he's at the top. So if there, if that's one thing that I can say about, you know, a story from the end. I would say that the Peaky Blinders and the story of Thomas Shelby is phenomenal. It is excellent. And sometimes the show has little fillers in between where it's a little hard to watch because it's just, you know, boring. But if you commit yourself to it, you hear the story of Thomas Shelby. I guarantee you will understand what I mean when it talks about legacy family and climbing your way to the top and providing power and security to your family so that's that's it for me netflix please sponsor us if you're watching this cillian murphy we love you as an actor cillian murphy beautiful blue eyes that's a good answer gonna give it it. to him beautiful that's a man i don't know i know i know some people take it the wrong way when you say that but that's a man because i watched the first two seasons of that of that show and I was like, damn, that's a fucking Chad right there. That's a giga Chad. And, <laughs> and the thing that really sticks out about him 
and you can entice that with every with most men that probably watch this podcast or listen to this podcast okay is that thomas shelby he deals with so many personal demons so fucking many and he has so much built up depression and ptsd like this guy has suffered so much in the show and cillian murphy does absolutely astounding of an actor okay and he and again we're talking about fictional characters and stories perseveres and that's why he's a role model because he goes through so much fuck shit he still comes out on top and when you think of masculine figures in a man that's the motherfucker that sticks out on top Thomas he's a vet right fucking shelby and, and- and Peaky Blinders, right? And the Peaky, he's a vet, yeah, he right? would, and the, he, the, he's a vet, right? In World War that's where it picks up. Yep, he that's would, right. He, yeah, that's he right, was that's a right. he was a tunneler in World War One. That's and right. That's what it was. He starts yeah, was. his have... criminal enterprise with PTSD tunneling. So, like, and, and, yeah, that's right. And to specify one scene of PTSD that he experiences in season one, you'll see him where after he meets the hot blonde chick, I forget her name. She's hot, by the way, but. He he's trying to sleep and there's a clock ticking on the wall and every time the clock ticks, it's the sound of a shovel hitting the dirt in the tunnel, and that's mm-hmm. that's his like PTSD. Like he 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 can constantly pictures himself back in the tunnel where there's dirt just on the other side. They never break through, but just the the fear and anxiety of somebody coming to try and kill him always, which ties in further into the episode of or further into the series of how he's so good. Because he's paranoid and always expecting the worst because his PTSD revolves around someone about to bust through the other side of his tongue. Um, but that's, Is the show finally over? I Did it finally end? I don't know. I don't know if I'm being honest. I, I, I saw a lot of it, but I, I, I would say I think it is over too. I think season six or seven was where it cut off. Um, but Thomas Shelby and his story of Peaky Blinders is what really entices me. Dennis... Let, no pressure. Let, let's hear about you, you beautiful fucking. No pressure. You got you Thomas Shelby man. and the Ed and Eddies. <laughs> All right. No so, fucking fighting. <laughs> um. So since we saw you know topic you know start from finish, fictional characters and who we take a role model experience out of, right? For me, it's probably The Walking Dead. And one specific person is Rick Grimes, Andrew Lincoln, which is a phenomenal actor, by the way. God right. damn it. Hold on, hold on. Let me stop you right there. Fuck you for stealing that guy. I could talk about him forever, too. Go ahead. Yeah. So, you know, the, the shows, you know, post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic survival, uh, stuff, zombies, everything. And all I think about, you know, Rick is that he he's the leader for a reason. You know, he, he keeps a cool head throughout, no matter what happens in a situation. He tries to always find a way out. And always tries to keep him and his group alive. Uh, he always tries to make the smartest decisions on a situation, which I try to take out of as well. You know, try to always think about every possibility of a situation before I, I act upon it, right? And one of the most famous quotes that, you know, still stick with me is, a, r- a good rule of thumb for life is don't talk, think. It will save you in a lot of situations. So I think that whenever... Someone asks me a question, or I try to go into something. I try to always think of po- multiple possibilities, or try to think what I could say before I actually say it, because that means that it could be the right, the difference between right and wrong is what I'm trying to say. So, okay, Man, that was good. I know that was really good. It's so good. 
And oh, I'll probably do that. I'm I'm not gonna try to dominate the conversation here when it comes to it. I'm, I'm, I, nah, I'm, I'm sorry, gonna, I don't mean to cut you off, but I just want to say that both of y'all were hella good, hard, especially you know both Bruh. both of the shows. No, dude, you're fucking. You pick Rick Grimes, dog, and. I want to I want to add on to that, okay? And I'm I'm gonna try and wrap it up fast. I know I have had a little bit too uh, tipsiness, but <laughs> I, I I do want to add on to Rick Grimes and and then Ed Ed and Eddie, okay? Because they they've all had such an imp- we picked them for a reason. There's a, they they impacted our lives for a reason, okay? Ed and excuse me, Ed, Ed and Eddie, right? Impacted you, Jimbo, because that just showed you what a friend group was. And it was really important to you because that uh, hopefully that reminds you of what we are now, you know. Damn right. I hope I'm the smart one when we're talking about this. Just saying. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, hey, ain't it? Uh, but and and then Dennis, you picked Rick Grimes, which is like the embodiment of a survival masculine figure. And then we picked, and then I I talked about um fucking Thomas Shelby, who is the embodiment of intelligence and masculinity and going through shit. But Rick Grimes also goes through shit. So this, this, I feel like, even even though you picked a cartoon Jimbo, and you picked an impossible outcome in the world so far today with The Walking Dead because of zombies, and I picked something that could or could not be historically accurate because we fucking don't know who Thomas Shelby actually is, right? It's it's all fictional, and that's the point of it, but. It it showed an aspect of masculinity in the world today that is absolutely wonderful to what wonderful it's a wonderful topic to bring into and I'm I'm gonna bring you into it, Jimbo, here in a minute. Here in a second, once I finish what I'm saying. Okay. So Rick Grimes, Thomas Shelby, Ed and Eddie, all of all of them together, the embodiment of these shows really it, it shows People relationships taking it with shows others, relationships you know? and taking responsibility as either a leader or a friend in a group of people. Like there's there's a there's a goal there's an outcome and that's to make sure that all of all of them all of us come out on top and there's always a successful end goal. It's always about responsibility, taking charge. You know the group getting somewhere and being protected. So I, I want to end this off before I pass it off to Jimbo. Whatever he wants to add on to that would be masculinity comes into mind the moment you are responsible for people. You help people grow and you protect others. Okay, so I better myself. Yeah, that's a man. Those are those are all men. Those are all kings. How they say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those are all kings. Hey, yeah. I just want to say, off topic real fast. Honorable mention, Oberyn Martell. Say what you want about Game of Thrones. Say what you want about, you know, oh, all that geeky, all that, all that geeky oh my shit. God. Dennis, I know you're lost, but Oberyn Martell. I'm uncultured. <laughs> I just, just want to say, that character, that man. Is the Robert has, De Niro of Game of Thrones. That man, that man has honor. That man carries oh. himself with, that man carries himself on a very high standards. That man has given choices throughout the show. And that man walked into the show with his family and his sister into mind. And I'm not going to spoil it, but... Elia Martel, say her name! That's it. Oh, that's my God. Say. That's all I'm going to say. To me, that's oh. a, that, he's a big role model. He's and, a big role model. I know, I know we're talking about fictional characters and everything. I know they're fake and everything. Say what you want. A fictional character is a good fictional character if you got something out of it. 
Facts. And props to the fucking actor, Pedro Pascal. You are Amazing the actor. absolute zaddy of the fucking internet. <laughs> you are daddy, zaddy, fucking dilf, dolf, whatever the fuck you want, dude. You are the goddamn man. You are Oberyn Martell. You are Joel from The Last of Us. You're the Mandarin. You, the, the fucking... Narcos. Narcos. Narcos, brother, you play, you played fucking, oh god, what was his name? Javier, you played Javier there you go. so yep. fucking well. Javier Pena. Pena, you played him so fucking no, good, dog. And not only that, recently you played in a movie with Nicolas Cage, which was so fucking good too. I forget oh, the name. He? Yes, he did. I forget the movie that he played in, but it was phenomenal. My wife cried because she loved it so much, and it wasn't even a sad movie. It wasn't even – it was a fucking comedy, and she was like, oh, it's beautiful. And I'm like, okay. I liked it too, but go on. And, <laughs> Chill. And fucking, oh, my God. He plays in so much good shit. Pedro Pascal is like the top-tier actor. He was Chris Pat, Pratt. He He's the Chris Pratt of 2022 and 2023 as Chris Pratt was in 2020 to 2021. Tell me I'm wrong. No, no, he, he – Chris Pratt was a banger it. in Jurassic World. Oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. All right, so I... I Do you guys anything... Do you have anything else to add, guys? What else you got? I don't know. Your guys' honorable, honorable mentions? Your guys' honorable mentions? Oh, your guys okay, I got... Before I got, we close it? I oh, got okay. one more, but if anybody wants to step in front of me, that's completely fine. Go ahead. I'll go after you. So my my honorable mention, and I, I'm going to go ahead and give him like the biggest props of the night because everybody else that we mentioned, uh, they're, they're actors, okay? Besides like the personal ones, like our parents and stuff that had the biggest influence on us, okay? A lot of the conversation and topic was about actors and fictional characters that really made an impact on us, but somebody who isn't a fi- fictional character, who kind of is an actor because he's you know, popped up in certain stuff, but his main goal isn't acting. It's actually comedy. It's Dave Chappelle. For me, for me, like Damn, that's a good one. I really, yeah. I really love fucking Dave Chappelle because of his not affected attitude. It's not that he doesn't care. It's that he's not affected by the by the world in the way it is now. Cause like there there's there's so much in the world right now, right? When it comes down to how how we have to walk on fucking thin ice if we go take a shit in a bathroom. Like we're watching TikTok and taking a shit in a bathroom and we scroll through a TikTok and somebody doesn't like it in the next stall. So they're going to bitch, right? That's how fucking ice, ice cube thin this fucking world has gotten, right? No, right? Dave Chappelle doesn't give a fuck if he's throwing a goddamn sledgehammer onto that pad of ice and he breaks it in half. He doesn't give a fuck. He, he will speak his mind, and not only will he speak his mind, he finds humor in it where people are able to listen to it and hear it and then laugh about it because that's the way it should be, you know? Yeah, we and mentioned it, that earlier. It's a joke. You know, like, yeah. you know, there there's lightheartedness to everything that's said. Everybody has their own opinions, and they matter. They do. If you don't agree with them, then maybe have a laugh with them. Maybe be like, oh, okay, this is a little fucked up, but that's actually kind of fucking funny. You know, mm-hmm. people have voices, people have opinions, listen to them. And if you don't agree with them, then see their 
at least see the point. Okay, and it at at best case scenario, you fucking laugh with him like Dave Chappelle. This motherfucker, dude, I'll never forget when he was talking about how he was in a fucking club or a bar, whatever it was, and and like some fucking dyke ass lesbian bitch comes up to him, and he's like. And he's like, oh, that's a guy. I'm a, I'm like, oh, I'm like, they're like, oh, fuck. I'll have to find the fucking video. And if I can, I'll thread it into this. No, Roy, it's easier aspect. if I just cancel you and agree. Exactly. And make everyone agree with you. <laughs> exactly. It's easier, <laughs> it's easier if your opinion is suppressed. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. And you know, what, you and, you and know Dave Chappelle what, are wrong. And you know what Dave Chappelle doesn't give a fuck about? Cancel culture. Point, period, blank. Dennis, what you got? <laughs> Uh, for me, he's he's a singer, right? But his name's Toby Keith, amazing country singer. Right? He's I I fucking love this country, man. I I love America, right? And he, he'll tell you in his songs, right? He doesn't give a fuck about what you think of him, what you think about this country. He's still gonna keep doing him. And fucking the day passes, time keeps going, all right? If you get if you get heard about what he has to say or what what you think about this country, guess what? No one gives a fuck. Time's still going. The time's not going to stop. Time's not going to wait for no man. All right. So I, I, I like Toby Keith because I love his music. He loves his country. He's a true patriot. And I'll always keep loving this country no matter what. Amen, brother. Amen. I know I'm pagan, but a fucking man. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, Jimbo. You're the, you're the ending note, you I... beautiful son of a bitch. Oh, I thought I already gave my honorable mention. Uh. Oh, did you? Mom. Did you? No, yeah, I, I, did, I, yeah, no, 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 he didn't. Pedro. You went first. No, Pedro we, Pascal. No, we talked about Pedro Pascal. What's no, the you went. It was the honorable mentions. He, he went. I told what? you, honorable mention over no, in no, Martel. No, no, I told no. you. All right, you got to give us one and, more because you said uh, honorable mention, and then you gave it to us, and then you were like, "Oh, we got to give honorable mentions now." So now you have to give a second honorable mention. I'm gonna think outside the box here. Honorable mention, role model. I'm not gonna go with the fiction route. I'm not gonna go with the fiction route. I'm gonna end it more towards. I'm 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 end it with family because that's how we talked about it. Donald John Trump. We should have emphasized it. John F. Kennedy. (laughs) Should have emphasized it a little more. You know, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say my 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 younger brother, the middle one. I have two younger brothers, but there's one that's right behind me, 21 years old. He's a role model. I know I haven't told him yet exactly that he's my role model, but to an extent, he is my role model. I, for the longest, kept a few of my opinions to myself just because it's easier not to argue with people. It's easier easier not to deal with it. It's easier you just let idiots be idiots and let them walk down the street, continue listening to their trash-ass music that they think they're going to be rappers when they grow up because the world's telling you you can be anything you want to an extent, right? And I was like, you know what, bro? I support you. You do that. You You do what you strive for. My brother... That man will keep it to you 100%. If something's stupid, he'll tell you straight up, bro. That's fucking stupid. What the fuck are you talking about? You're tweaking. That's his catchphrase. You're tweaking, bro. He will keep it with you 100%. If he, for example, me and him were talking about it. We were talking about the Second Amendment. He said it straight up. He's like, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think there's a single reason why an American should have 100 guns in his fucking attic. That's my honest opinion. If you have a problem with it, that's fine. I'll listen to your opinion. But just know where I'm coming from. And that's me talking to you as a man. He taught me that, yes, everyone has their own opinions, but we're all men, we're all women, we're all grown adults, and he will tell you exactly how it feels. And this is a 21-year-old. Me and him are different. He's funny, 
not as funny as me. He's funny, <laughs> but he's 21 years old and he's talking to you like a grown-ass man you are. He can talk to anybody in any age group from any political party, from any spectrum of the freaking flag that you're wearing on your shirt on Tuesday in Starbucks. Like, he, to an extent, he's my role model. And I've never told him that, but to an extent, he he definitely is my role model. Like, he, he has some good things that he's always teaching me whenever I go home on leave. So... You know, ties back into the family in the beginning of the I, podcast. Like, I, it, I respect, I respect that because opinions are like assholes, but everyone's got one. You know what I mean? Exactly, so. exactly. Yeah. I, I wasn't exactly expecting that, and I'm, I'm glad you said that because that was something that really opposes a lot of views. You know, when you when you speak of it, not not the fact that you spoke about your brother because I, I, I do love my little brother too, and I could say some stuff on him, and I, I respect that you said that, but I think the most what i find most interesting about how you brought up to your brother and the example you used about like the second amendment that's such a controversial topic and i i oppose what he said when he says um you know he doesn't see a reason why americans should own 100 guns but i'm not going to speak on that because like you said like he's 21 years he's 21 fucking years old and he's speaking like a fucking man and, and you know he's sharing his opinion and that's admirable i'm, I'm not even going to come I, I could be like, you know, it's, it's in the Second Amendment and whatnot. I can argue that because I believe that, you know, the Second Amendment's real and whatnot. But there's just so Speak much. Like a man. There's just, so much about that. Like, I respect the fact that you spoke that about him and that he has that opinion and that he's the way that he is because that's so important, especially in today's society. Like, he, he has that opinion. Like, he doesn't see a reason to have 100 guns. Like, that's that's admirable. You know? you know what it is? He talks to you like a civil adult. Exactly. That everyone should be treated like until exactly. you break that trust. Yeah, there, there's so, civility behind it. it. And that's something you, you don't see in people that are young these days. You you don't Get see that seat. often. And uh, I'm really happy that you see that in your brother, man. That, that's that's awesome. Because yeah. you, yep. everyone knows there's some fake people to an extent, right? You're like, oh, yeah, I agree mm -hmm. with you 100%. And then a uh, fucking idiot. As soon as you turn around, yeah. fucking idiot. You know, like, I'm no, sure. talk to me like yeah. a man. Like, what, what are your views? Talk to me like a man. Let's be civil about it. We're fucking adults, you know? Yeah, cancel culture is, like, high and mighty, but that man will tell you straight up, bro. Nah. Like, yeah. we're going to be we're gonna be, we're gonna gonna be, be adults about it. Let's talk. We're not going to get mad after when the conversation ends. Like, nah, it is what it is. All right, all right. Sorry for almost cutting you off, but I said that's 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 the thing nowadays, though, is that if you want to talk about politics, religion, and everything, you gotta realize that hey, that's another person. It's an opinion. I might not agree with them, but we can have a civil conversation. Don't 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 start fucking yelling and barking at the other person as soon as they have a different opinion than you. Exactly. You want you want to talk about adults? Be like an adult. It's not that hard. Exactly. All right. Well, um, from from the bottom of my heart, you know, Jimbo, I I missed you. You said you took twenty one days, and it felt like it may have been like four and a half years. If I'm being honest, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> no, it did, man. I I, I miss you. This, this podcast has been going. It's been going so well. If I could tell you the stats of the Spotify right now from where we started, well, like the, it's, of course TikTok's trying to grow great, right? TikTok's a great platform it it expands far and there's so many possibilities with TikTok. but you know I, i've seen so much progress with youtube and spotify and the numbers are meager compared to tiktok of course but in comparison to what really is going on with youtube growth 
and Spotify growth. I think I think we've got such a, a big audience going forward, and it, it really makes me happy that you're back because I know I know you're dedicated. You're the Fuck. you're the fucker that fucking sat this shit down. You're like, we're doing it. We're going out balls deep. All right, and balls deep we have gone. This podcast is something real, and I'm glad to have our fucking our our creator. The claw, fucking join in the fucking chat. Fucking oh my gosh, join us, man. No, I'm really no, happy man. to get you back, brother. I missed you. Like I, I miss you guys too. Uh, leave, leave felt short but long at the same time because you guys weren't there. Everyone knows when you're on leave, it's not the same with the when the boys in the group is not there, right? But like I said from the very beginning, it's a group, it's a group baby, it's a group baby, it's a group project you know i i try you guys have seen me in the group chat when we're talking whenever i say i i change it right after to we it's a we project like we mm-hmm. we need to decide on this you know i think we have an idea here going on you know like i said from the very beginning if we don't get a million followers on any of the platforms we're on hey i don't be honest with you i don't give a fuck i can tell i can say you know how many people can say they started a podcast with their friends yeah, and actually, and it actually, it actually got traction, and people are act, yep. people are actually telling you, "Hey, I actually like this shit. I actually like the words you guys are saying." Oh, that yeah. gives me that gives me a little fuzzy feeling when people say it. They're like hearing what we gotta say, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it started with the group. It started with I think I think it was Dennis. It was one of you two that started with the hey. We say some pretty interesting shit. How about we put it out there, you know? Amen. Hey, hey like, uh, I appreciate you guys. Like, you you guys are giving me the credit because, you know, the whole, like, I just went for it one night when I was working fucking graveyard. But don't give me all the credit. It, it goes back to you guys as well. Aubrey, you have a big freaking influence in all this. And you have a pretty nice voice when coming when it comes to talking on the podcast. I, I don't know if Dennis has told you, but, like, you're pretty freaking natural at this. Like, Thanks, I, baby. I, I appreciate everything you say about me. <laughs> You know, so like, give yourself some credit too, and you, Dennis, like, bro, you have to. Sometimes you challenge me, and sometimes I'm like, I, I thought I had a good idea. He basically fucking took a shit on it and fucking, (laughs) fucking took it to the next level. I love you. No, no, exactly. Like, I, you're the one that keeps a hundred percent real. If something doesn't look right, or something doesn't seem right, or something seems a little out of, out of tempo, you'll tell me straight up, hey, I, I think that's wrong, and this is why. And yeah, my feelings are gonna get hurt, but. It's what I it's what I told you guys from the very beginning. Give it to me a hundred percent. Give me your honest feedback. And then as you've been giving me your honest feedback, and because of you, we have this going on the chart that Roy was saying, like we're gaining traction. Like, so give yourself some credit too, Dennis. I know in the beginning you said like you weren't there, like, oh, I apologize. I wasn't giving it my hundred percent. Like, hey, like no one's no one's hating at you. Like, like, I don't know about you, but all right. It so God, yeah. bro, both both of y'all about make me fucking cry, bro. <laughs> Dennis, before just, before before you end on your note, Dennis, because you're gonna end on your note, okay? After this, so, you're the you're one that's ending. Okay, so the title of this podcast, because we've had a lot of brotherly talk, we've had a lot of brotherly love here. All right, is gonna be role models and humble beginnings. I like it. All right, Dennis. Take us I just home, want brother. to say that, well, obviously for both of y'all, I just want to say both of y'all have been, I'm I'm just really glad that both of y'all are my friends, man. Like, how many people can actually say that they actually have friends that they know they can fucking trust with their life, right? Because I, I never really thought I'd be able to do a podcast, you know, with both of y'all too. I'm just really glad that both of y'all are in my life as well, right? It's great fucking friends and everything. But uh, for you followers, though, all you listeners, I do, from all of us, we do want to say that we love you guys. Thank you again for tuning in and everything. 
it really means a lot whenever you guys click on it, give it a little listen, or even interact with us, you know, because we'll always be there for you, or you'll always be there for us, you know. It's more of a mutual love, and we all understand that, and we all love it for you. For you, for you. We all love you guys for it. Sorry, I had a little stumble, I had a little too much to drink too, but, <laughs> uh, but we're going to leave it there. Uh, love you guys all, and Aubrey, Jim, before anything else, for you guys, before we develop. Thank you for listening. Tune in for the next episode. We fucking love you. Hey guys, it's Roy, Dennis, and Jimbo from the Birdling Talk podcast. We just wanted to say uh, thank you for tuning into the podcast today. Your support means everything to us, and we're super appreciative of it. If you want to see more content like this, make sure you interact in any way you can. We're on many platforms under the same name of Brotherly Talk. The whole, the whole idea of this was to give a voice to the little guys, everyday normal folk who don't have a platform to speak on. We'll be your platform. As always, keep it real.